Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is Joshua Peach with episode 51 of the Be Awesome podcast. And this is one of, uh, I think, one of the greatest people that I'm going to have on my podcast, uh, partly because he's known me my entire life, uh, 45 years young. And uh, tomorrow he will be celebrating his 90th birthday. I'm sorry I had to give it away, uh, sir, after all these years. But I have with me today... Joe Mulkey, who is the founder of Gloria Stevens Figure Salons. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with it, um, you're as old as I am. For those of you that are not familiar with it, it actually started on April 8th of 1970 uh, and grew to become a massive all-women's figure salon in the 70s and 80s um, with over a million members. And uh, Mr. Mulkey has been kind enough uh, to share some of his story with me. And uh, he actually shared a lot of his story with me by giving me his three ring binder of uh, all of his leadership and training manuals that he had back in November, which I uh, cherish and have with me uh, that I look at every single day. So Mr. Mulkey, first and foremost, welcome to the Be Awesome podcast. I know this is your first podcast, so uh, this will be hopefully a, a fun experience for you. Well, thank you, Josh. And happy day before your 90th birthday. Uh, many people don't know this, but I just found out how old you were uh, in the last couple of years because as people are going to see um, what what might be thought of as a stereotypical 90-year-old, uh, you are not that. Uh, you are still... Uh, I thought he was 39. <laughs> Tiny. Yeah, yeah. You're still, you're still out dancing and you still, you still have it all together. So... Um, you know, you told me something real interesting the other night that I, I didn't realize and didn't think about, which was, you know, you started uh, a business uh, right at the beginning of what was potentially going to be a depression. Um, you know, kind of like a lot of what people are feeling right now. You know, what, what were you thinking about back then? And kind of what were your thoughts as far as, you know, opportunity for success and starting a new business, especially a figure salon? At that time in your life, you were, you know, uh, 40 years old, um, a lot of uncertainties. What was that, what was that kind of like for you? Well, first of all, you have to work whether there's a depression or not. And it turns out that uh, figure swans and things of that type do quite well. Yeah. Like dance studios do well during the depression. People, they, they're looking for an escape. And yeah. That's exactly what that is. Well, now, tell a little bit about Gloria Stevens. What was, where did it come from? What, how did it grow? Um, how many members? How many employees? What did you, you started with? You started with one salon, and where did it go from there? Well, I started with one, but I have to be honest with you. I, uh, I got into that business because I had a partner who owned fifty-one percent of the business. And he wanted to sell, so I really had no choice. And I had met a friend in Canada, in Toronto, that uh, was in the figure business, and he talked me into going into it. And uh, very shortly after we opened the first one, which is in Brockton in uh, 1970, uh, he left. He was from Toronto, and he was 
started. And I actually depended on him to run the business. And I told him, I said, look, you've got me into something I know nothing about. He said, well, I'll send you a young man who does, and he'll help you. And his name was John Martin. And he was very young, but he was very good. And I did learn a lot from him. And we became partners for a short time. But he was much younger than me, and he wanted to go out west. And uh, so he sold his half to another person by the name of Howard Alpert. And uh, so Howard and I, uh, I think by that time we had four locations when Howard came in. And... uh, we just, it just, it seemed like a business that it would be easy for people to get into. And we sold a few of them, and it didn't turn out too good because the people that didn't know the business didn't do well in it. Mm-hmm. So from then on, all of our new franchisees were people who were already in the company, and we knew what they could do, and they knew what they were doing. So that's how it got started, and it's continued, it continued to grow on a pretty rapid basis. And you were the, the I guess, founder CEO from 1970 to early 1980s? Uh, yeah, 82, yes. Okay. And then actually, oh, actually 13 years, I think it was almost, uh, it was almost uh, 30 or 83. And and how 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 large was the company by the time you uh, when you when you stepped away? We had a hundred I believe there's 178 locations. Uh, we had them all the way across the country, but they were mostly uh, in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. We we did have them in the state of Washington and so on. And was I right? You had about a million members. Was that about a million and a half? Wow. A million and a half members. Yeah, I think it was in, uh, I believe it was in 78 that we had a big party celebrating our millionth member. So we, that that was in in the late late 70s. But by the time uh, uh, I left the business, we did have about a million and a half. Wow. So in 1978, the total population was 222,600,000. So you had uh, just under a half a percent of the total population and you only catered to women. That is amazing. Um, You're pretty good at your math there, Josh. Well, you know, uh, Google is an amazing thing. I just went on the internet and I did a quick search for the United States population, 1978. They gave me a nice little bar graph and I started doing some fuzzy Friday math to figure it out. So, um, but that's pretty, that's pretty darn impressive um, that you, that you got. Well, it was growing really very rapidly in the latter part uh, from 19, the last part of the 1970s, first part of the 1980s, Mm -hmm. we were, I think, we opened uh, 50, 50 locations, I think, in the last couple of years. Wow. So it was growing rapidly. And you obviously had uh, challenges and difficulties like anybody does and anybody does today. And, you know, you know, you made a probably one of the best statements that uh, anyone has made over the course of the last three weeks when I said that you were on the verge of a depression in 1970. And you said, well, People still have to work in a depression. Um, 
in reading your three ring binder, which I, you know, I haven't shared with everyone in the world, nor do I plan on it. That seems to be kind of your mindset is, you know, it doesn't much matter what's going on, depression, recession, you know, oil embargo, whatever it is, you've always kind of had this mindset of, you know, do, you know, not to take away from the Patriots, but do your job, you know, get to work. Um, where did that mindset come in or how did you have it? Or is it just ingrained in you from birth? Well, no, actually, uh, I just, you know, if you, if you've got a business, you can't, think of all the reasons why it's going to fail. You have to think of all the reasons why it will succeed. And people still uh, have to exist even during the Depression, but they just, you know, their choice of things that they're they're interested in varies. It's different. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the dance business does very well during the Depression because people are looking for an escape. And the same thing was true with uh, Gloria Stevens. And you just did a dance competition recently, right? You're still I'm you're, sorry? you're still actively dancing, uh, ballroom dancing and things. You got a you did a um, exhibition not too long ago, didn't you? Well, yeah, and it went over very well because of my age, not because of my dancing ability. <laughs> I have to say, you're probably you're you're probably being a little bit too hard on yourself. I don't think they keep asking you to come back to these things and dance if it was just because of your age. Um, but no, I heard it was, I, my mom went obviously, and, uh, uh, my mom was telling me about it and, uh, sounded like it was a great event. You know, one of the things, uh, that I find interesting about you and knowing you my whole life and really getting to know you over the course of, you know, the, the last 20 years, as far as, a um, something that's sticks with me is, uh, the importance of hobbies with you. Um, whether it's, and, and I don't want to call dance a hobby, but, but your art is definitely a hobby because it obviously wasn't a full-time job. Do you think having those outlets and something else outside of business is important? What do you think the, you think that's had an impact on your mindset and attitude? You know, I think a lot of people have anxiety and worry and they're just, you know, they're either working or they're worrying, um, which that's a saying that, uh, the founder of uh, Dude Solutions, mother used to say, which is you can work or you can worry, but you'd be foolish to do both. Um, do you think that plays a well, I, uh, I I went into the dance business. Uh, I was in a service. Uh, I was too young to, to go into a bar, so we joined Austin Murray's. And uh, there's another friend of mine, and he dropped out after five lessons, but I just stayed with it. And when I got out of the service and started the school, I needed a job. And I applied. I I was walking down the street in Kansas City, Missouri, and I saw a sign that says, Help Warning. And I went in, and they were hiring people to train. And so I already had a little bit of experience, and they hired me. And I taught all the way through college. And uh, after I got out of college, I chose an art field. And I loved it, except you do have to make a living. And in the art field, you don't make a living. At least not a good one. (laughs) So eventually I went back into the dance business. And it uh, was something that I enjoyed tremendously. And it was good training for me for... Uh, Gloria Stevens. 
Yeah. So you, so you didn't have any real, um, did you, did you go to school for business? I mean, were you, did, did, did you, you know, how did you make, I mean, it's just, how well, did you... my father was in business. He was in the grocery business and I always worked there for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just always liked business. Still do. Too old to do it, but I still like it. Well, I think you have a lot to offer. You offer, you give me a whole lot of insight. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read this uh, from your book, uh, which is your first page, and it's on May 29th, 1979. And uh, it's titled, What Makes a Winner? To a loser, it's a good location. It's the lack of competition. It's being in a better per capita income area. It's just plain dumb luck. But the winner knows better. Winning is doing a lot of things better than other people. It's doing things that will not pay off in money right, right away, but will pay off in goodwill. It's believing in yourself and it's believing in your company. It's teamwork and enthusiasm, and it's just plain hard work. It's having a positive mental attitude. It's all about your past training, and of course, it's endurance. It's earned loyalty from your members paying off now and dividends to you. It's playing down your weak points and building on your strengths and knowing the difference. It's not underestimating your rivals. It's knowing you are good, but excuse me, but knowing there are others out there that want to prove they are better. It's having a leader like Sally Weaver that you can look up to and want to please and emulate. It's making winning the most important thing in the world when you are in the race. In short, it's being champions. You're Gloria Stevens women, and I'm proud of you to be a member of the same team that you are. Um, that's a pretty powerful opening statement to your book here uh, that you gave me. Um, well, so many uh, people think you know, it's, it's the right location and it's all this and, and really it's, it, it's more the person who's doing it than anything else. To give you an example, there was a salon in Connecticut and I had sold it to this woman who had not been in that business but she had a beauty salon and she bought it and within a very, very short time she was claiming the town was wrong and everything about it was wrong and and the people in this town don't want to, to exercise or they're not interested in it. Anyway, to make a long story short, I called her up, asked her to come into the office, and I already had a check written out for her, and I bought it back. And I put another young lady in it that I had met only the, the previous Monday. And I was impressed with her, and I called her in and asked her if she would be interested in, in, in owning a salon. And she said, well, I would, but I don't have any money. And I said, well, I'll finance it. And I put her in this location that the owner, previous owner, said was absolutely the worst town there was. And within less than two years, she was number two in the entire chain. Mm-hmm. So it's not the location. It's the person who's running it and their attitude, and especially the kind of people they're, they are, they're hiring. Yeah. You know, you, you don't run a business. You may run it, but you don't really make the thing go. It's your people that you've got working for you. And if you hire the right people, you're going to be successful in almost any area. There's exceptions, of course, but very, very few. Very few business go out of business because of the wrong location and the wrong town and so on. It's because you're not it's the wrong business person. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I get asked fairly regularly about 
you know, my mindset and my, my, uh, my thoughts on business and the importance that I put on people. And I really think that that, that falls in line with the people that have been around me my entire life, like you, that have put such an emphasis and such an importance on the people, not the product, not the place, but the people and, and having the right people in place, um, can, can, you know, make the location convenient, even if it's inconvenient and it can make the product that much better. Even if there might be something that might be better, they won't have the same, they won't have the people behind it that are better. And, uh, that's been something that I have, uh, tried to hold true to my, my entire professional career. And, uh, and when I was reading this, this binder, I was like, wow. Um, even though I was probably four or five, when you were displaying a lot of these leadership traits, they, uh, they rubbed off on me. So, um, thank you for that, first of all. Um, but I, I truly believe in, in everything that you've got in this, in this binder in regard to that. Um, and that the fact that, uh, the people are the champions, it's definitely not the, uh, the location and all the other stuff. So, so, uh, you know, you're coming into your, uh, you're coming into the time when you need to learn how to figure out what you want to do when you grow up here, getting ready to celebrate a birthday. Um, but you probably have some advice, you know, what, what advice would you give to folks out there today in the workforce or people that, you know, are hesitant to take a leap or, you know, what, what, what learning lessons or advice would you might want to give to someone that, uh, you think might, might help them, uh, today and tomorrow? Well, uh, we always talked in, in at Gloria Stevens, it was the MED method, and it was motivational exercise and diet. But the motivation is very, very important because without that, the exercise and the diet is going to go nowhere. And it's that positive mental attitude that you have to have in any business. If you think you're going to, to fail, you're going to fail. If you think you're going to succeed, you've got a much better chance. Uh, I've known some of the people that were very much involved in Gloria Stevens, such as you mentioned, Sally Weaver, a while ago. Uh, she was one of the top operators of all of our, our clinics. And she then went, went to uh, Connecticut, I believe, or New York someplace, and she ended up buying a leotard factory that was about to go out of business and they only had 50 employees. A few years later, she had 500 employees and sold business for several million dollars. So, you know, if, if, if businesses do well, in most cases, not because of the time of the year or, or the, the economy or anything. It's because of the person who's operating it and their attitude. And, of course, hiring the right people. Because you don't ever make a business go. It's your employees. Mm -hmm. You have to get the right people. And you have to motivate them. You have to let them know you appreciate them. Yeah, I probably should have known that that was a real person's name, Sally Weaver. And, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she's still out there, but Sally Weaver, there's a free plug for you for being a excellent performer and congratulations on your successful leotard business that you sold. <laughs> that's uh that's Yeah, that's... I speak to her quite frequently. 
Oh, do you? Well, I'll make sure I get a co- make sure we get a copy of this to uh, to her, and uh, she can listen listen to the accolades of it. Um, well, you know, I, I you know, I I, uh, I talked to you a, a couple of times about this, and I just wanted to, um, you know, this podcast right now uh, I'm doing every day that people can listen to, which is uh, really showcasing local businesses, local business people, and local individuals that are, are making a difference and trying to stay positive in this really uncertain, difficult, challenging, chaotic time, COVID-19 um, quarantine. And uh, when I talked to you earlier this week, I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta have Mr. Mulkey on so I can share a little bit of his, of his thoughts and him with the world. And uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time here today. Well, I appreciate, first of all, I appreciate our friendship and, uh, and everything that you've taught me over the years. And this incredible gift that you uh, that you chose to give to me of all people um, that I'll that I'll cherish forever, which is all of your um, thoughts, ideas, inspirations, and, and writings. Um, it's been incredible, incredibly impactful for me. Uh, like I say, I look at it. I look at it daily. As a matter of fact, as you you can't see this because it's on uh, video and I'm dialed into you on the phone, but uh, um, it's literally right next to my keyboard. But uh, I appreciate you taking some time today to share a little bit of, of uh, the Gloria Stevens history, the mindset, the importance of, of uh, continuing on and carrying through regardless of what the economy tells you or anybody else, that there is a great opportunity to be successful and, uh, and that I hope, you, uh, I hope you get some cake tomorrow um, and enjoy your 90th birthday. You give something uh, for me to strive to, which is... Uh, to make it to 90 and be able to remember all this stuff like, uh, like it's no big deal. So, um, any parting words, advice, thoughts that you might want to share? Uh, no, I think I've shared it. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> just think positive and, 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 uh, believe it in yourself and that you can do it. Yeah. Well, I... You're going to have a lot of people telling you, all the negative things that they can. Yeah. And you've got to learn to ignore those and think positive. So you mean there were people in your world that actually said that you weren't going to make it or you weren't going to be successful or you weren't going to do all the things that you did? Oh, of course. You always hear negative things from people. You just, do you just ignore it? Ignore, ignore the noise? You have to make up your own mind and know if it's, if it's possible, then you can probably do it. Well, I think those are uh, I think those are good parting words, my friend. Um, thanks for taking the time here. Uh, like I said, happy birthday to you. I look forward to many, many more. I'll be calling you to celebrate uh, Gloria Stevens, what would be 50th anniversary on April the 8th. Um, and uh, just s- stay safe out there and and stay in for a while. It's a it's a crazy crazy world out there right now. It certainly is. Thank you very much, sir. I will, I, will, uh, I will catch up with you tomorrow to wish you a happy birthday on the official day. Well, you're welcome, and thank you, Josh. All righty. We'll talk to you soon. And that will wrap us up here for the Be Awesome podcast. I really am uh, so honored to have uh, Mr. Mulkey in my life as a, as a friend, as a mentor, as someone that has uh, shared a lot with me on how uh, how to do business right and how to be a, a good person. So hopefully you got something out of that. He's uh, an inspiration turning 90. 
uh, it's Friday. He's turning 90 tomorrow. And, um, if in the meantime, uh, again, if there's anybody that wants to come on, I've got a couple of folks lined up for next week. My goal is to do this every single day that I possibly can with people that are pushing through persevering and keeping things going, uh, through this unprecedented, difficult, challenging time that is known as the, uh, COVID-19 quarantine, I think we're calling it. Uh, so I'm going to wrap it up, go have a quarantini and, uh, as always, if you can do ratings, reviews, likes, shares, followers, I want to grow this. Uh, I didn't spend a lot of time growing this in the first two years. I want to grow it, expand it. And, um, you know, if I have to be socially distanced from my uh, people that I typically get to talk to and try to shed some uh, insight and inspiration, I want to be able to do it on other channels to uh, spread a broader reach. And if you do those ratings and reviews, especially on the Apple a podcast channel, I will be happy to send you a t-shirt. So send me an email, Josh at be awesome.com. That's J O S H at B E A U S M.com. And in the meantime, if you can be anything, be awesome.